Thank you for joining us today for a word from the Lord. Today, Dr. Beach brings us a message entitled, The Ultimate Call of a Father. But before we get started, here's a preview of next week's Father's Day message, The Five Needs of Fathers. Here now is our speaker, Dr. Foley Beach. Fathers to understand today is to remember God's expectation of fathers. God's expectation of fathers. If you have children, he expects you to be their father, to train them up, to grow them up. God's expectation of fathers. Ephesians 6, 4, fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. In the training and instruction of the Lord. Fathers, that's what we're supposed to do. Now, when I think of training, I think of football. I like football. I think of football. And what do you do? You train and you practice day by day by day for what? The game. Well, we're supposed to train our children so that when they are old enough and they're living life, then they can succeed and win in life. That's part of what we're supposed to do is train them, but also train them in the instruction of the Lord. Now, this doesn't mean, fathers, you have to have Bible study every night, although that's not a bad idea. But it's training them and teaching them how to know him, how to have a relationship with him, how to talk to him, how to hear him. Tim Russert, who we heard a lot about in the news lately with his passing, he's talked a lot about his father. And he said that his dad didn't preach him a sermon. He lived a sermon. Think about that a minute. We dads are great at preaching, but are we living it? His dad lived in such a way that it stood out among other men. It preached a sermon. Proverbs 22, 6 Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Train. That's that word again. Train. Train. In the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. Now, yes, I believe all children are to be trained in the way of the Lord, but it says in the way he should go. Not all children have the same bent, not all children have the same calling. And we're supposed to train our children in the way that child is supposed to go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. When he is old, he is not, will not depart from it. Fathers, we're called to train up our children the way they should go. And when they're old, they'll not turn from it. So five needs of dads. Companionship, respect, know how to face temptation, to not be foolish and to remember God expects you to be a dad. Remember, God expects you. Now, why do I put that last one in there? We guys are wired in such a way, if we know that we're going to be held accountable, it motivates us. And God's holding you accountable and holding me accountable for how we raise our children. I want to close this morning with a poem. And this was sent in to Dr. Laura by one of her listeners. This uh, guy had two sons, and the poem is entitled, How Many? How many? How many nights do I have, God? How many nights do I have to tuck each of my boys in bed with their teddy bears? How many times do I have left, God? 
How many times do I have left to lift my boys up on their shoulders before they're too big? How many more kisses, God? How many more kisses do I get to give my boys after I've tucked them in at night? How many pushes, God? How many pushes do I get to give my boys on a swing before they outgrow it? How many days, God? How many days of hot summer do I have left to run through the sprinklers with my boys? How many more tears, God? How many more tears of joy will I shed at the end of each day that my boys have grown? How many more times, God? How many more times will I get to lift my boys back into bed once they've fallen out? How many more years, God? How many more years before they come and lift me from the floor after I've fallen? How many, God? How many? Dr. Laura ends her chapter where this poem is listed by saying, God leaves the answer to you. How many? He leaves it to you. And I believe regardless of your stage of life and where you are on the pendulum of fatherhood, he's still leaving the answer to you. How many? That was Dr. Foley Beach with a preview of next week's message, The Five Needs of Fathers. Now here is Dr. Beach with today's message, The Ultimate Call of a Father. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. On this Father's Day, I would like to ask the question, where are the faithful fathers? Where are men who are faithful? In my role as a pastor... I do a lot of premarital counseling because when couples want to get married, they come to the church and then they want to meet with the priest. And then, then we're required actually uh, by uh, the Anglican Church to, uh, to give premarital counseling to, to couples. And so in the process of that, you get to learn a lot about couples. And one of the things that's surprising me more and more is how many men and women will come and neither of them have been raised by a father. Father's gone. Where are the faithful fathers? If we listen to the news, we hear about people who are children who have been abused by their fathers or they've been abandoned by their fathers or alienated from their fathers. Where are our faithful fathers? What has happened to the whole concept of being a faithful father? I'd like this morning to begin by looking at this by talking about God as a father. In the Bible, God has been revealed to us as Father. Now, we know God obviously beyond gender, but God has revealed Himself to us as a Father. And so I have found that God is an incredible example for us to look at on what a Father is all about. And so those of you who have not been raised by a Father, He's one you can look to for an, as an example. But one of the things we know about God, one of His characteristics is, is that He's faithful. God is faithful. Listen to a couple of these verses. 
Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Then Psalm 33, 4. The word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Psalm 146, 6. The maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, the Lord who remains faithful forever. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, about temptation. And God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. And then 1 John 1, 9, about confessing our sin and about forgiveness. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of all our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Part of who God is, is God is faithful. And His faithfulness is great. We're told here that His faithfulness, He's faithful in everything He does. We're told that His faithful is eternal, it's everlasting, it's forever. We're told that He's faithful when we're tempted. And we're told in the whole issue of forgiveness of our sins that God is a faithful God. He's faithful. Now the interesting thing about this too is as believers in Jesus Christ, as followers of this God, we're supposed to be faithful too. In Galatians chapter 5, we're told what the fruit of the Spirit is. If you remember that chapter, there's a section about the fruit of the flesh, all these deeds of the things that you do when you're not walking with God. And then when you're walking with God, the fruit of the Spirit. And we we know most of the beginning of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace, and patience, you know. But then it goes on. Gentleness, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. Part of who we're supposed to be, if the Holy Spirit is in our life and is manifesting himself through us, part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit's presence in our life is faithfulness. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, the Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesian church and he addresses them as faithful believers. They're faithful. So as we got a God who's faithful and part of who, and then as believers, If we're full of the Holy Spirit, which is God, by the way, the Holy Spirit, God, His Spirit comes and indwells in us, part of who we're supposed to be is faithful. Y'all with me? Okay. Now, what is faithfulness? If you look at the biblical words for faithfulness, you come up with some interesting words uh, that, that describe it. Stability. Steady. Unwavering. Firm. Fidelity. Unshakable loyalty, steadfast endurance. The, the picture I have for it is like a rock. Like a rock. That's faithful. Like a rock. Your word is true. You stick to your commitments. You do what you say you're going to do. You show up when you say you're going to show up. Faithful, faithful. So what I'd like to do is take the concept of faithfulness now and apply it as, as dads, but really this, most of this applies to all of us in four different areas. The first is being faithful in our relationship with God. Faithful in our relationship with God. 
two primary ways I want to address this today. First is the idea of being faithful to Him, having daily communion and fellowship with God through prayer and Bible study, listening to God and obeying Him. See, see, church is not what it's just all about. It's part of it. But our relationship with God is 24 hours a day. And being faithful to Him involves not just something we do on Sunday morning, but it's, it's a 24-hour thing. And when the Lord speaks to you, part of being faithful is obeying what He says. How many times does the Lord tell us something? Do this, I want you to go do this. Or don't do this. Do we obey Him? Part of being faithful is obeying Him. It deals with our relationship with Him. If you're in a relationship with somebody, it's not just, well, I'm in a relationship sometimes. I'll just be married part-time, okay? The second aspect of this is, is, is being regular in worship in the house of the Lord. Uh, that's part of being faithful. Uh, one of the joys I get as a pastor is uh, people go on vacations, and uh, those who go visit churches will bring me back their bulletins. And I, you know, I love, I just one of these weird things about me, but I love reading other people's bulletins. But anyway... These folks understand that no matter where you are in the world, on Sunday you go to the Lord's house. You worship. Adrian Rogers, who was a, a famous Baptist preacher from Nashville, said this, I believe we ought to be in the house of God on a regular basis, bringing our prayers, tithes, Bibles, love, and influence. Isn't that good? We could just stay there and park on that a while. A second aspect of being faithful. Being faithful in our relationship with our wives. Our wives. Men, there's no other relationship other than your relationship with God that's more important than your relationship with your wife. That's the priority. That's what's important. That should be the main thrust of what your whole life is about other than your relationship with God. When I do a marriage ceremony, I'll ask uh, the man standing there, Tim, do you take this woman to be your wife, to live together in the covenant of marriage? Will you love her, honor her, honor and keep her in sickness and in health? Forsaking all others and being faithful to her as long as you both shall live. Faithfulness involves the quality of your relationship, but it also involves every aspect of what you do. Most of us don't need to be told that adultery is the ultimate act of unfaithfulness. But one can be unfaithful with their jobs, or their hobbies, or sports, or pornography. Other things can get in the way of your relationship with your spouse. And that's not the way it's intended to be. We're called to be faithful. A third aspect is faithful in our relationship with our children. Fathers not only need to be present physically, which is rare now, not only need to be present physically, but need to engage their children emotionally and spiritually with integrity and honesty. And that's at whatever age your kids are. Whatever age, from the little toddler to, to when they're adults and married and have their own kids. Our relationship with our children 
We're called to be faithful no matter what stage of life we're in. Our kids, sadly, in too many cases, get their understanding about what God the Father is because of dads. I've talked to countless number of people that have a problem with God because of their dad. What they've learned about fatherhood and God is impressed upon them from a very little young age. And it puts blocks up if we're not being faithful. So your relationship with your children is vital, not just for their success in life, which we all want, but for their spiritual success with their relationship with their Heavenly Father. You know, our Heavenly Father demonstrated to us His love by investing Himself through Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. How more faithful could you be in expressing love to the human race than God has given us in that example? And yet so many times because of the way we treat our children and the way we're in their lives or not in their lives, God is pushed out of their life. A fourth area, faithful in our finances. Faithful in our finances. Too many homes are overwhelmed with conflict about money. Debt is choking. Greed abounds. Rather than contentment and responsibility and giving and peace which comes from that. Those of you who understand what I'm saying are going to understand what I'm saying in a second. When your financial house is in order, it is amazing how the peace of God surrounds so much in your house. We've got to learn to be faithful in our finances. Luke 16, 11, Jesus said, If you've been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? What are the true riches? The spiritual truths, the spiritual insight, the depths of God. And he's saying here, if if you're not handling what you can tangibly see, what you can touch, this, this little bit of money I've given you, how can I entrust with you what you can't see? This incredible depth of a relationship with God and the spiritual truths of walking with Him. So four areas for us to think about this morning. Being faithful in our relationship with God, faithful in our relationship with our wives, faithful in our relationship with our children, and faithful in our finances. So how do you be faithful? I think, you know, in in Romans chapter 12, it talks about how we have to renew our minds. And this is something for a lot of us we have to learn. You have to renew your mind. Because we've been programmed to think a certain way or to live a certain way. And so you have to begin to allow God to renew your mind so you think spiritually. But first, if you'll start with the little things. The little things. Jesus said in Luke 16, 10, Whoever can be entrusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Now start with the little things, your words, the deeds you do, your acts of kindness. When you go home today, what you do around the house, little things, what you say to your, your family, the little things. 
Start with the little things. Secondly, watch out for the secret things. Uh, You can underline this quote. Who you are when no one is watching is who you are. Someone didn't want you to hear that. (laughs) Who you are when no one is watching is who you are. Think about that a minute. Who you are when nobody is watching is who you are. But remember, God's always watching. (laughs) We, We may not think he is, but he is. God's always watching. Uh, the next time you're on a business venture and you're in a hotel room by yourself, what movie do you watch or don't watch? What, what are you looking at on the internet? The, the next time uh, someone uh, does a financial deal with you and nobody else knows, uh, how do you respond? Watch out for the secret things. That's a hard one. Third one, and this is the best one of them all. Ask God to help you and fill you with the Holy Spirit. If this is an area you're wrestling with or any area that you wrestle with, ask God to help you and he'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. Now what did we say earlier? That part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is what? Faithfulness. And so if he fills you with the Holy Spirit, then he's gonna begin to manifest faithfulness through your life. So ask him to fill you and ask him for help. He will help. James chapter four, verse two says this, you have not because you ask not. So many times we just don't ask God to help us. He's willing to help us, he's willing to guide us, he's willing to give us direction, he's willing to be involved in those things in our lives, but we don't ask him. You have not because you ask not. So faithfulness. God is faithful, we're called to be faithful, and dads, there is a void of faithful men in this world today. Proverbs 20, verse 6, Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find. You know, one day we're all going to die, or either the Lord will come first, but we're going to stand before the Lord, and He's going to speak to us. And one of the things I want Him to say about me, and I hope you men want Him to say about you, is well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. Amen. That was Dr. Beach with today's message. For more information on this message and this ministry, please visit a word from the Lord. There you will find today's sermon and previously aired messages where you can listen to them again and share them with friends and family. A Word from the Lord also has audio archives of Foley Beach's one-minute radio feature and much more. So visit awordfromthelord.org for audio, articles, and information about the ministry. You can also find us on Facebook and be sure to click the like button to follow our feed. Also, you can visit Foley's blog at bishopfoleybeach.blogspot.com. On the blog, you can read the many articles posted by Dr. Beach. Many of these blog entries are excerpts and full articles published in local publications. Again, his blog address is bishopfoleybeach.blogspot.com. And for those of you who love Twitter and to tweet, you can follow Foley on Twitter. His Twitter address is twitter.com at Foley Beach. That's twitter.com at Foley Beach. 
If you have any comments or questions about the program, you can contact Dr. Beach by email at foleybeach at a word from the Lord. Again, his email address is foleybeach at a word from the Lord.org. For those of you who don't use Facebook, Twitter, or email, you can still contact him by mail. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Again, our mailing address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Whether you send us an email or write to us, we'd love to hear from you. A Word from the Lord is made possible by God's grace through the continued prayers and loving financial support from you. And we thank you for the opportunity to spread the hope of the gospel of Christ through this ministry. Join us here again for the next broadcast. For Dr. Beach and everyone here at A Word from the Lord, it is our prayer that you would be seeking a word from the Lord.